Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know why Hollywood doesn't just give us a casting company and like Please. we just do that, right? All right, here we go. This is it. Welcome to the latest, greatest episode of What Did I Miss? Joined today by, I'm sorry, did you guys turn 50 yesterday? Yeah. Yep. Mr. Brothers, how are you handling this? Uh, not well. Uh, I'm a bit of a basket kid. No, I'm, um, you know, yeah, like when we were, but when we were like 10 and, and you saw like, a, and we saw like a 50 year old man, I'm like, oh, oh that guy's going to die soon. That's the end. He's on the, like Today, the end tomorrow. of the roller coaster. <laughs> But I don't feel that old right now. Maybe we're just right. that's not how we feel. Right? Isn't that weird? I that's just had that how. conversation the other day. I was like, when I was, you know, a teenager and somebody said they were in their forties, I was like, Ooh, God, that's weird. Yeah. And now I feel like, oh, I feel so young and fresh, but not really. At least it's you get to what, be with someone else. Right. It's what you do. It's kind of th- this job that we do keeps us young. Like you're just forever kind of moving forward and, you know, as, as comics, like you step out on a stage and every single time we do it, we're like, eh, this could go or this can, <laughs> you know, you think it's, you know, it's going to go well, but there are just factors that are out of your control that at times you can't control. And you're like, okay, that's like living on the edge. You know what I mean? That's not like, it forces you to consistently create new things and all that other stuff. And I think that keeps you younger. Definitely keeps you like more neurotic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, and your sleep. Yeah. And you go, but you're trying to balance a crazy life, crazy career, but then you also have families and you're trying to yeah. do the, you know, that responsible adult part. I always find that to be the hardest. I obviously opted to not do any of the responsible oh, part of adulting. God. So like, I don't know. Kids yeah, age I know. You. Kids age the hell out of you. That's what I'm thinking. It would be hard to pull off both. It is hard to pull off. It is so hard to pull off both because, and then you also want to like as as sports fans and and people who love the things that we love, sports and music and all this other stuff. Like you want to go out and experience that stuff too. You're like, oh yeah. Then we also have to the, <laughs> have the component of our life which isn't taking care of people, but doing stuff for ourselves <laughs> and growing as human beings ourselves. So there there are moments where you kind of go through long stretches where you're like, oh wait, I didn't do anything for myself in the last three weeks. And that's why I'm yelling at the the microwave. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yelling at, at everyone, everyone in the anything, and the dog, the people. everybody. Well, you guys are. I'm. I'm happy you're here because we. This is going to be our second time doing this game. We're calling sports casting. I love it. Uh, people may or may not realize this, but the Breaking Bad universe, which of course includes Better Call yeah. Saul, you guys had an appearance on. So we did. Much Please tell fun. me more about. I will this. tell you all about it. So we got the audition, and of course, we're like fans of the show. And know Bob Odenkirk from stand up and for years in Los Angeles and revered the guy. You know, it's like in the 90s, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk did Mr. Show on HBO. And that was kind of the goal for our group of, yeah, for our group of comedians. Like, we remember doing the Oblongs animated show with Will Ferrell. And I don't (laughs) think this is speaking out of school, but when Will Ferrell was on SNL, I remember like, were we playing golf with him or something? I can't remember. We were playing we golf. We visited him at SNL. We visited him at SNL and he was like, 
come for rehearsal because ACDC is the band this week and their sound check. Normally when a band does sound check, they usually just They'll do play like the first notes and then the last notes just to give everyone an idea of what things are going to get. ACDC played four full songs like the back in black shook Shut me up. all night long. Uh, Highway uh, to hell. Highway to Hell and like one other like classic and we just and people just started what? filing in and we were like, I can't believe we're watching ACDC just blow it out in front of like 25 people. It was amazing. But while we were there on that trip, like I remember talking to him. We remember talking to him about how how much he revered the show like Mr. Show and the things that they were able to do. I mean, they're two totally different shows. You know, SNL is live and you have to kind of you're a slave somewhat to what is going on yep. currently. And to the and, guest you know, host and to what's happening in the news that week. Mr. Show just, you know, they changed the game. And so, you know, Bob and David, <laughs> we love them and and revere them and have just been fans of theirs. So when we got the audition, we're like, oh man, we got it. We gotta go get this. We have to go get this job. And because it was a guest starring job, it's the kind of audition where you audition on Wednesday, and if you get it, you're fl- or on Tuesday, on Thursday, you're flying to New to New Mexico to go shoot it. Wow! And so, and it was like two. E- it was two episodes, so it was a little bit meatier. We were like, okay, so we went to the audition and saw all these amazing great actors and comedy people, and and just like really, really good people, and they were going in individually but it was for two guys who ran a a music store abq and tune and so they were going in individually so the casting person had to read the other brother were they brothers i think they were brothers no yeah either brothers or are very they didn't really define the relationship just two close people who co-own this store so there was like uh so the casting person had to read with the other the other brother role or the other person role and bob's role in these scenes and we came in and it was like, okay, this is what your two shots going to look like. Here's one brother, here's the, here's one, here's the other, and this is it. And so we were fully prepared and were able to kind of play a little bit in between the lines, although we didn't want to even touch it. It was so beautifully written and so beautifully done. But like, <laughs> there are little things that we do that bring it to life in a way, especially in an audition, whether they use it or not. And we're like, okay, so if you're looking for the most turnkey thing, we kind of brought it. And then when we got it, we were so excited, so excited. And then not to bring it back to sports, but we get there and it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I'm sure you remember and and know the the famous uh, Houston Cougars, Hakeem Olajuwon, when they lost to uh, (laughs) Jim Valvano at NC State, Derek Wittenberg. Wittenberg, but there was the, and it's only (laughs) 5,200 feet up in the air, but like, remember Hakeem was like just on the oxygen, like crazy on the oxygen. It's high if you're not used to it. Yeah. Totally. But he was on the oxygen the whole time. And I'm like, ah, man, you know, what a pussy. Like, come on, dude. Like, (laughs) so, and then we, like, Hakeem, like, you didn't show up. Like, I thought you were in good shape. I remember like thinking that to myself. And that was mainly because I bet $1 against Eddie Winehouse in like fifth grade wow. and he picked NC State and he won and I had to give this jerk a dollar. Anyway, so I was mad at Hakeem and then we get there and we're doing, we get the job and we're ecstatic and we're like, oh my God, we're going to New Mexico. We're going to do this job. We get to hang with Bob Odenkirk, our friend, someone God, we know. Awesome. Tom Schnoz was, who was one of the writers, was directing it and he was just so cool about it. He like put a camera way, way, way up, like way up high in between the guitars 
and just said to us, just just run the scene a couple times, just just rehearse it, just run it a couple times. And so we were talking like very normally to to Bob, just running our lines and going through the scene and just trying to figure out what are, what are we doing here and what's he giving us and all the other stuff. And they're like, okay, we got it. And we're like, wait, you were shoot, you were shooting that. Oh, so smart, and it was so great because we were so natural, and it was just like you didn't feel like oh, and they God, used we got really they used good. a couple. Spots. I love that. They used that a couple Snippets times. of that. So they were just very smart about the way they shot it and the set was really good. And you could tell like when you get on a good set where people like where the show's oh, good. Oh, see, like, everything just makes good. sense. You know what I mean? Everybody there is happy. No one's no one's worried I, about no one's trying to angle for their next job when this show gets canceled. Everyone's there. Yeah. Just all happy to be there. So, so then I go uh, so I get there and I like suffer crazy altitude sickness. Karma. I'm basically Hakeem Olajuwon. What? I need a B12 shot. I'm drinking all this B12 shot. I need I'm drinking this stuff that like helps you keep the water inside of you. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm on oxygen. Are you, you know, I me? completely I completely got into an argument with Clyde Drexler. I mean, it was just crazy. <laughs> That's funny that you're like, like, you know, it's only 5,200 square feet and then you nearly died. 5,200 feet up in the air and it was just like, ugh. anyway, but it was, it was an amazing experience and one of our favorite professional experiences ever. And like in between, Bob Odenkirk knows how to play guitar. So of like we're in this, like, of course like he perfect. does. Perfect. They were like, wait, what? How are you? And a couple other people did too. And Tom Schnoz did too. And so like in between takes, we're just hanging out with him while he's noodling around on a guitar. And it just was beautiful. It was like a a truly. And we got to ask about our favorite Mr. Show sketches. Like I was talking about the the Mount Everest sketch. Do you know that sketch? It's such. Uh -uh, But I'll watch it when we're done. Highly recommend. So dumb. How many people. Like people that watch Breaking Bad, because I this is sort of now that we are in our forties and fifties, we are officially in that thing where we can go, wow, I wonder if twenty year olds have any idea about what this person's life was before. And so, like with Breaking sure. Bad and Saul, like I don't know that young people necessarily knew that his origin was comedy. Like, yeah, why would you ever think that watching him on these two shows? I mean, and what's crazy yeah, about because- Odenkirk is that he was huge in comedy and did all these great. I mean, he was amazing on Larry Sanders as as Larry's oh, God, agent. Yes. As his, you know, jerky, coked up agent. He's so good. <laughs> He's so, so good. And then for a while, he kind of got into directing and he got out of acting. He directed a couple movies. The Brother Solomon, I believe, was a movie he directed with, was that yeah, Will Forte right. and Will with Arnett? Will, Will Forte, yeah. God. Mm-hmm. It's a renaissance man. So then Jay and I are performing at a show in L.A., it's called the Uncabaret. Great show, stand-up show in LA where you're really not supposed to come up with polished material. You're supposed to be like, this is it. something that's kind of happening right now and it's great. It helps you like unpack. And the beauty of it is it's a show where like, you know, we've seen Roseanne go on that show and it's like a very small, intimate show. And then the woman who runs the show is on like a back microphone asking you questions. So oh, like so we'll weird. be going through an idea and a thought and she'll be like, but wait a minute. Why? Wait, hang on a second. Why Why was the? It's like a podcast almost. It was like, pre- yeah, it predated a podcast. And so we're at this club in downtown L.A. where there, it's like a jazz club where this show goes on. There was a band on stage and everything. And we're hanging out with Odenkirk because he's on the show. This is before breaking bad this is like wow. as breaking bad is ha- is being shot the first season and or whenever he comes in there whenever saul comes in whatever season that is and we're sitting in this like supply room so there's like giant 
because it's a restaurant too like just giant like tubs of mayonnaise and like <laughs> ketchup and these like shelves and basically aprons on the floor and we're all just sitting on these like folding chairs waiting to go into this show very cramped quarters and we're like how's it going what are you up to and I thought he'd be directing he's like i just started acting on this show we didn't know what it was. Of course not. I mean, we didn't know what it was. He's like, I just started acting on this show. It's really good. It's out in New Mexico. He's like, I'm really nervous that I'm not doing it right. He's like, it's just different than anything I've ever do. He said, however, as opposed to directing where you go to bed every night and worry about all the things that, that, are, that aren't getting done and this, it's my baby and I got to carry this thing yeah. to term and this and that. <laughs> He's like, I just show up, do the, what they tell me to do. And it's the nicest experience ever to be taken care of in sort of that way he was saying. But he's like, I hope I'm not screwing it up. I just hope to God I'm not screwing this thing up. And we were like, oh, my God, I hope it's great. What's it called? And he was like, it's called, you know, Breaking Bad. We're like, what? What, what? is that? He's <laughs> yeah, like, right? it's on AMC. We're like, what? What is And my Mad Men was on. But we're like, wow, that's just crazy that he, from this comedy background, and we were about to go do a comedy show with him, is doing this kind of serious it was yeah, just it dark. was a great moment as we looked back on that we're like oh my god he was talking about Saul on Breaking Bad it's crazy I love when people when you can put two and two together in hindsight and be like oh my god just to think that we had no idea what was coming uh for me cynical and watch way too much television it's one of the greatest series um that mm. ended perfectly mm-hmm. because I think my biggest complaint in a lot of shows that I've loved over the years is the ending and I have zero complaints about Breaking Bad. None. If you haven't figured out at home, None. we're going to sports cast the Breaking Bad oh. universe, including any characters that may or may not have shown up on Better Call Saul so far. Um, and I, I'm i excited about this just because, A, it took me back down sort of a little a rabbit hole because I had to remind myself yeah. of some of the, the tertiary characters. But I'm excited yeah. to hear what you guys have to say more than anything. So we're going to start with the main guys. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to obviously yes, start with are. one of the greatest characters of all time, played with one of my favorite Actors to watch of all time, Walter White, who in the football NFL playoffs would play that part. So Walter White and, I mean, Brian Cranston comes from comedy in the same way. It's crazy. Let's talk about it. He comes from Malcolm in the Middle, where he was like incredible, like easily <laughs> the greatest crazy. thing on that show. So, so fun. So, so funny, but played it with an honesty and a reality that was like, I mean, it was a bit of a... Remember, like, when it started, you're like, oh, this guy's from the comedy world. How's he doing this? And now he's just one of our greatest. American because, dare actors. I say, to be funny, you are more intelligent than most people in the room. And I think that means that you pull off more than most people, A, give you credit for, and B, maybe you even knew you could do. Well, you I, that's my own understand. personal opinion. You, what, you have to understand the truth of the scene and then also what makes it funny so you can play so. into that area. I love what it. did Chris Rock say about Adam McKay? He was like, could Steven Soderbergh direct uh, Anchorman? <laughs> Anchorman? Nope. No. Holy hell, though. But would that could, be a weird one? <laughs> right? But like, could McKay direct any of Steven Soderbergh's? Yeah, he can. Yeah. So it just tells yeah. you there's like a there's a little bar. It's so funny. We'd say this when we we're talking about stand-up comedy. Everybody in the crowd thinks that like, it's just someone talking on stage. I can do that. I'm Jeez. funny around my friends. I'm funny. You're like, yeah, but those, and it just looks like it's two steps up to the stage. That's it. But those yeah. two steps Take are 20 like years. 10 years of 
Yeah, 20 yeah. years of figuring it out that you can do that. And so it's it's deceptive. I feel like way. you've you've heard me because I'm like, guys, I've been working on my three minutes. I just need three good yeah. minutes. Like, <laughs> should I put that in my three minutes? I don't know. I'm going to give it, it a shot. Three minutes. Put it in. <laughs> Terrifying. Put it in, Beetle. All right, who do we um, Okay, well, oh, so, so yeah, so sorry. Casting? I got off track. So, I mean, this yeah. might seem like the we, obvious This choice. is hard. Because yeah. you're like, who who is the lead in the NFL? Like, because you're talking about the lead actor in the show, and if we're tre- mm-hmm. if, if we're treating the NFL like a show, who's a complicated character who's like you root for him, Ooh. but at the same presents himself as good in many cases, but we don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. So I think we're <laughs> we're gonna go with Tom Brady. Now here's why, because look. Nobody loves Tom Brady more than us in and that we're Michigan fans. Like we always All we want way. him to be the GOAT forever so that we can go tell everyone who ever went to Ohio State, uh, yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> went to Michigan. Period. From Michigan. That's fair. You know. It's not Terrell Pryor. It's not it's totally Braxton fair. Miller, Braxton who <laughs> sounds like like when your wife is having um Premature, you know, uh, premature contraction. contractions. Premature contractions. It's called Braxton yeah. Miller. Um, yep. And so, like, yep. it's not any of those guys, you know. So it's, but it's Tom Brady. So he, so we love him, just like we love Walter White. We are sympathetic to him in his struggle, but we don't know what he's doing at TB12. Like, he could be making meth. We really don't. It could yeah. be meth. making meth. It's like concussion, concussion juice. God. I don't know. Maybe it's. It almost makes him more likable if, in the end, if we find out it was meth the whole time at TB12. <laughs> yeah, he had a little like side they, when hustle. They do the, New doc. Like yeah. We're like, Holy the, that's crap, the had, secret. By the way, I'm boring. I had him too. I had him because he is the obvious face slash lead slash titular character. I mean, you kind of yeah, say, I, I'm trying to think like, I mean, maybe Roethlisberger challenges him for that role. A guy no, because I don't think we like Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think he's rootable. I, we, we don't like him, but like, here's a guy who the world is kind of falling apart for him, but he winds up figuring out some way to pull it out. Even when it looks like everything's falling down around him, he does find a way through like 12 things have to happen in order for him to yeah. kind of get it. And it's like, wait, 12 things did happen, you know, like yeah. this past week. It really weekend. did. Right. So, so many things had to happen that his coach went to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's you. how many things had to happen. <laughs> That's okay. So we, all right. So Walter White, hands down, Tom Brady. We have no argument there. Yeah. How about Skylar White? Wifey. Oh, man. This was hard. Very, it's a complicated character. Yeah. Complicated character because strong on her own. You know what I mean? Like also strong on her own, not with all the information, doesn't have all the mm-hmm. information. And yet at the same time, <laughs> her potential un- very difficult to unlock. And there are moments of tremendous brilliance for her, but there, there's moments when she's in the dark and again, things are falling apart around her. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray, Skylar oh, Kyler. Wow. So, you know, like tremendous, you can see the talent, tremendous bursts at times. And you say to yourself, this person could lead this family. The, if t- this person can totally. take over the car wash and make it work. And by the way, we'll do whatever is asked of her to get it done for the for the team. But at the same time, not quite there yet. Would you, would you rely on her to huh. like, you know what I mean? Would you rely on her to take on the chicken I man? Would. I don't know. This is, yeah. this is where we differ slightly. I'm going to go with Derek Carr and because I'm going to say Carr because you think about the Gruden stuff when it was going down and you're like, he's finding a way to still get the public face on and still talk about him and his relationship. Like he came through all that by being able to say, 
stay out of the fray but still be connected to the fray and still come okay. through in the end so that's my so we differ on that one we differ on that one that's we a good di- one. i differ with you guys too i had aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Because it sort of was like from the beginning, like you're behind Brett Favre, you're sort of like, what's everything's going on? Then all of a sudden, as his character has grown, and here we are sort of at its peak, I would say, um, now he's sort of turned bad. He didn't want to. He didn't want to. He didn't want to go this route. But here we are. He broke bad. He broke bad. And and he's he's highly intelligent. She was highly... Yeah. Very. So that's kind of cool that we had three different people. We have Aaron Rodgers in another slot, so we can... That's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, I had him in a couple different ones. Okay. Okay. Um... What about Junior? Walter White Jr. Oh, the lovable character. The lovable Walter White Jr., yeah. Jay. Who did you have I mean, for the he's lovable? So, he's so lovable. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's such a hard He's year. lovable. He's lovable and pure, but at the same time, corruptible. And yeah. you know what I mean? I At the same time, corruptible. You, and at the same time, he's kind of tall and lanky. Obviously, mm. obviously de- deals with injury and deals with hobbling around and, you know, the difficulties with that. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz because there's promise, promise in the guy. And you're like, and he is naive in some ways, like coming out of the big sky, you know, like he is a little <laughs> like that guy from the Northern West. Wide-eyed. And, right. Yeah. You also okay. think he's going to take a chance that he shouldn't take, where Walter White Sr. would be more measured. Carson Wentz was going to try and run that in. It's like, hold off, big man. Hold. You don't want to get injured. You, you're you the franchise here, and then you kind of screw yeah. things up. But again, that's what I'm going to – I'm gonna. That's a good the, the hobbled injury to me is like puts him in that category. You all agree on that one? Yes, yeah. we, we both have both. him? Okay. I had Derek Carr, and it was partly what you touched on was sort of the um, doesn't want to do the bad right. thing. But and, and Derek Carr, we all know, is a very religious man, a man of faith, and that involves a lot of flaws in humanity and acknowledgement of such. And so I went with that. Also, like a Derek blind Carr. faith in faith is kind of the blind right. faith that he had in Walter White Sr. And he really and did. You, when you and we all know that religion is deeply flawed. And it is never good to have blind faith. And you always have to question those things. And maybe he needed to do a little more questioning, but he's too innocent. Yeah, never never believe never believe the person who's like, it's only this way. Uh, exactly. No, because there's there's no room for error there, and that can't be right. Cause you know what? There's money in them, their walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're and floors yeah. everywhere else. All right, Jesse. 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 Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Pinkman. This okay, so we, we went back and forth on this and 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 we're gonna go with cause like, you know, all these other ones were like figurative versions of, but to me, <laughs> we but like real. we're like it's Sean McVay. And I'll tell you why it's Sean McVay. What? Because <laughs> okay. because he's a ge- there, there's genius in that kid. And I'm gonna call him a kid because okay. he's young, way younger than us. There's genius in that kid. There's promise in that kid. But again, and and you feel like he can handle it. You feel like he can sort of run the whole thing. 
but he, can he take it to the promised land? Can he get there? There's a, there's a question as to whether or not he has all that it takes. Something always happens at the end. Always. At the end. You might have yeah. all the pieces. You might have all the pieces together, but then, and you might be like, look, I got this guy on my team. I got to rely on this person over here. And, you know, Matt Stafford, he's the right guy to have to like run this thing. But then that guy's got his own issues and problems. It's Something like you, you, you may yeah. be bet on the wrong guy. Like you have all the ideas in your brain, but getting them from up there to the paper is just that. So that's where, and he kind of looks like him too. You know what I mean? Sean McVay is a, dim- that's a good diminutive one. and a certain stature very okay so i i went it's funny because you saw genius and i went complete opposite uh mm-hmm. with with gronk yeah. kind of dumb likable goofy you know has some phrases that he repeats <laughs> like so yeah we went completely different but now i i may actually like yours i actually wrote sean mcveigh down after you said that because i was like i don't hate that at all all right so all wait right. so i i love the did you see that uh, tiktok of gronk on the sideline, Which on one? the sideline, mic'd oh, yes. up when he gets, he's like, I got to get those seven catches. I got to get that seventh catch. And he gets it and you're yeah. like, oh my God. He just, like, imagine if you got a million dollars or anyone listening. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you. And if you've ever been on the sideline of an NFL game, you understand how difficult the thing is that these people are doing and why they should be paid what they get paid because there's money to pay them that it's not like you're bankrupting a city to pay them that unless you're detroit but like the the point is that like it's (laughs) you understand why they are that good but that was a hilarious moment that like he just got a million dollars he just got a milli as he said i just got a milli and he was just like, boom, just a catch. You got to catch one. It's like if we were like, I got to say three more words. Seven three yard words out route, Millie. A come Millie. On, come on. <laughs> Millie. Okay. But like, okay. But, it's a different world. That's not just the one. Different. I mean, whatever in garbage time. But still, it was just like, incre- it, it's still, incredible. It but you're right. He is, Gronk is nothing without the quarterback throwing him the ball. It's like Gronk can't create those plays. He's no. incredible. He can create separation, but... It's so funny. We were talking to Ike Taylor at when we were doing stuff at the NFL Network. Jay and I, year, a few years ago, we're doing it, and we're like, "All right, man." We had him on our podcast. We're like, "Okay, you've covered, you've covered against the best quarterbacks. Tell us the lay people who don't know, like, why is Aaron Rodgers? Why is Tom Brady? What is the why difference is between Drew Tom Brady and right. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, what's the difference between those two guys? And this is what he said, and he explained it so perfectly and so beautifully. He's like. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, even off their back foot, can put a ball in a one foot by one foot box that only the receiver can get it. So one of three things has to happen. I either got to interfere with the guy and hope that they don't call it. The guy's got to drop it. (laughs) Which usually doesn't happen because Which, yeah. Julian Edelman's not going to drop it. Like he's, Gronk's he, not going to drop it. Julian Edelman's not going to drop it. He's he's playing for every Jew everywhere. Exactly. And <laughs> he's, playing for, he's playing for every Tinder date that is going to out him <laughs> in a bedroom picture of him sleeping everywhere. That's what happens. And so no, but like he's just he's not going to drop it. Like it's not going to happen. Whereas you know like. Maybe Fitzpatrick puts in a place where the DB, like it, it hangs up long enough where the DB just can, you, you know what I mean? Like there's, they just know exactly yeah. where to put it, exactly what to do. And if they make a mistake, it's not going to get intercepted. It's just, there, he said, that is the difference between that's it. So like, can Gronk could create separation, but would Gronk be Gronk without the years and years of having the elite guy to put it exactly where it needed to be? We will never, never know. know. 
that's what's brilliant about those two dudes. We'll never know. He doesn't have to know, and he never. We have. That's to, why have I like your Aaron out, Paul. Is, God, that's God that's why him. I like your Jesse Pinkman Gronk. That's a good. That's a really good. Yeah, because way to it's possible that it. if he didn't have the team, then he wouldn't be involved in something bigger than himself. Yeah, like where? What's the, what's the sliding doors? Jesse Pinkman. Like, where does he, Yes, you know what I mean? Like, where does he go? Maybe his life is better. There's a lot of times you're like, maybe his life is better without all this and it's not as crazy. I don't, his is tough to say if, yeah, Jesse Pinkman would have been a tough one because I don't know that there were ever great options for Jesse Pinkman. Dude, he's put, he's either dead or he hits rock bottom, doesn't die. strung out on drugs. Yeah. Exactly. Like, none none of them are good. They're not good endings. By the way, shout out Gabe on that one. Uh, Hank, big old Hank. God, there's so many good characters. Yeah, Hank. I mean, Rand, what did we say for this? I, I think for Hank, I said Bruce Arians. There's like, like a, a – uh, I mean, uh, that's just like physical, yeah. Because I – well, go ahead. I just bad. think there's an energy to him that is like there's an unsolved thing that is swirling around in his brain and it itches him in a way that like he can't get to it. And that's like his thing throughout the whole, there, there's something that's eluding him. And so I'm going to say Josh Allen, because for me close to, and, and maybe it changes, you know, but like right now it's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and that team that's like so close to, and I, Jay and I were just up in, um, <laughs> we're up in Toronto shooting, we were up in Toronto shooting something recently and like I was watching local Buffalo TV and it was like when they had lost a couple of games uh, yeah. this year and it was like kind of looking bad and they actually finished really strong, which is great, but like there was this old like same old Buffalo, same old, here you go, same old, and it's like there's this thing that's just out of reach that you're reaching for and you have talent and you're smart and you're trying to do the right thing because I love Josh Allen. I, I freaking love that guy because he screwed up early in his life and he, you know, made some bad decisions but has owned it and, and Buffalo loves him too. Like that's the other right. thing. It's like Buffalo loves that guy. He's great for the city. He's like the perfect. Very blue collar. Like exactly. there's a vibe. Goes yeah, to the yeah. hospital, visits kids. He's just, he's that guy. And so not that other people don't but like he means it when he's there. And so like I just, that, to me, he's that guy. You know what I mean? He's like working for the good, just out of reach, the thing that he really wants. That That's the way I felt. Jay, what were you going to say? I was saying Bruce Arians just because just because he physically, I don't know, there's like- a, I, Right? I feel like physically, that's a good- Bruce Arians casting. to me looks like- Yeah, Bruce Arians no looks BS. like he's like in a, in a jazz quartet, like after work. Like if you told me he played wow. the oboe in a jazz quartet downtown, I'd be like, yeah, he's got the, he's got the mesh kangle for it. Like where do you I'm, get? I'm a, God the Kangle. He does have the Kangle. Who are you? LL like Cool 30. J. L- is he he's white? The, LL Cool J. I don't know. Is I mean, he white? I just is. I don't. I don't even know anymore. I will say this. Gabe Goodwin, one of our producers, uh, he contributed the Hank Schrader on this one, and okay. I'm going to just read it word for word because Let's I do it. think it's funny. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Which physically, obviously, could not be more different. Never. Um, but he was always on the right side of history, even when we doubted him. Mm-hmm. Most admirable person around. Singularly focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's gonna get gunned down by an evil shithead in the NFC, no matter what. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate, hate it either, it. except that he won. Except that he won no, yeah. one. You know what I mean? <laughs> but won. this time, this yeah, this yeah. I mean, maybe okay. this year. And Hank's brother down. never did a TikTok dance on somebody's yeah, memorial. Yeah, I just. 
God, are yeah. siblings the worst? I mean, <laughs> like, how bad is it that social media now, like, like you couldn't even do that on Instagram? I'm saying, like, no. TikTok came along and you're like, now I got to vet my dumb brother. Now I can't let yeah. him come to the games. It's like, nope. nope, can't let him come there. They're doing a memorial for, like, people whose families died in, in a tornado. And it's like, he's going to do <laughs> like a tornado can't. dance. He's going <laughs> to do it. Tornado TikTok. You know who has more influence than Colin Kaepernick? The Island Boys. And you're like, God Don't, damn it. I, nope, is, I can't. Yeah. I refuse to even acknowledge what that is. Yeah, Moving on. Thank you. One of my favorite characters in probably all of television, just because he was quietly terrifying, good old Gus. Gus Fring. Gus Fring. I mean, ugh, yep. so I terrifying. Mean, so evil. Terrifying. Evil and terrifying, but quietly evil. Quiet. I mean, that third to last episode. I don't want to give if people haven't watched it. I mean, I there should. I mean, there should be yeah, an expiration date. No more spoiler date. alerts. Should be an yeah, expiration date. He's as evil as can be, yet he's smiling at the same time. He's got money behind him. I mean, for us, that's Jerry Jones, all the way. Oh, like, you know the chicken. God. The chicken was just. Nine and eight average. Now, I mean the the Cowboys are are doing it this year, <laughs> but like for years they were eight and eight, nine and seven, winning a bad division. Like there's no way. Yeah. You about Jerry also like Gus would sometimes be in the chicken shop, like working in the yeah, place a little like, too much. Like, a little there. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in there doing that. Like, and that's what we he say really about Jerry. Too hands on. Get off the sidelines. Don't side need line. you to be making God, the chicken. Good. All right, that's a good one. I'm not even gonna. I don't even have one. That's a good. Wow, one. good. Damn. All right. I know. Yeah. No, that's good. Because well, once you say evil too, it's just like oh yeah. Jerry yeah. Jones. You're right. That's the word. How about Mike? By the way, there were a lot of quiet, scary guys in this show. <laughs> Mike's the other one. The last thing I'll say about Chairman Trump. Last last thing I'll say about Jerry Jones. Sixteen million dollars he spent on his own Hall of Fame induction party. Party. I mean, I mean, dude, you can. You? By the way, you can do that party for a million dollars. No, uh, right? Nobody's gonna say you really skimped on the party, Jer. Six sixty million. million. So if you're a player who's trying to get more money out of that organization, if you're and, a cheerleader who's suing them for back pay, <laughs> yeah. If you're any, that's why Marcellus Wiley used to always joke. He like stole money from them. Good. And no, there's no guilt because why would I have no be? guilt for that too? It's, I'm it's like, endless. I wish you. My only guilt is that you didn't steal enough. Like you should have stole more, <laughs> or that I have no way of stealing any. How do we get? How do we get into some of that money? God, right? How do we get hired by the Cowboys? That's right. For anything? So Mike Aaron yeah, okay, Trout, that was good. Mike Aaron Trout oh. is my guy. Like easily my favorite character. Like, wow. I mean, okay. My thing was this. My my thing, just in he's a genius. I think Mike Aaron Trout. I think he's a genius in in cut off sleeves. I mean, he is Bill Belichick. That's who he is. And and for us, like we've always said this, and I think we said this on our podcast. I think when we were talking to Katie Nolan, we said this on our podcast. Like we would love, we don't hang out with Belichick enough, but I would love it if like he gets out of a press conference and he's just like the queeniest, the bitchiest. queeniest, oh, like yeah, not who girl. I mean, yes. I mean, hey, uh, like that to us would be the. 
Okay. I mean, like, what's up, girl? Flaming Belichick. Flaming Belichick would for us, but like, you just don't see it. I mean, apparently, seriously, you guys. Seriously, you guys. I just want him to say seriously. Like, I just want to seriously. I don't even care how he says it. It's just seriously. I'm freezing out here. I wish I had sleeves. You You guys. guys. Like he, he's got that. Just would be the good. He has to have like some total. Because he mutes his emotions so much in every press conference, like there has to be a place where it comes out. Like Randy and I talk about this all the time. We 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 to have place. to be absurdly positive in the face of all these improbable odds of what this dumb business we chose to be in. So like we we are told no a hundred times, uh, ninety nine times yeah. out of a hundred, and then you have to have an a, an almost like disconnect. You have to disassociation with reality in order to stay in the business that we're in. Right. And you got to be like a relief pitcher, you yeah. know, who just gave up a, a gopher ball and you're just like, short-term memory. All Can't right. Have it. Just kick the Roz, get, go get the Roz and throw it down. But the byproduct of having a short-term memory of things that are emotionally taxing and stressing is they will, <laughs> that will come out in another part of your life. That's going, it, things don't go away. They, they're, they're part right. of your being, Right. So for us, our ne- all of our negativity comes out while we're watching a Michigan football game or a Michigan basketball <laughs> game. And it just spills out of us in an irrational in a, way. In a vitriol that is just – God, I, I love it. I, I fear all the texts that we've sent our friends in the middle of the – it, it shouldn't exist. And as he was holding it together for so many – in so many ways, his people were running amok and things were starting to kind of bubble out and fizzle out yes. in his yes. world that he had to keep tabs on. So like when you're trying to hold it together for someone else who hired you, that's how you're making your bones and then other things are falling apart. To me, feels very Belichick this year. No. Very Belichick this year. I have Derrick Henry because um, he, it seems like you know good guy. He uh, is, but he is the quiet. He's the quiet leader. He's going to show up. He's going to make everyone better. He's going to help out and do what he can. He's not going to make it to the end. Just not going to. We want him to. Um, and and that's sort of like where I feel like that that guy is. But I yeah. Belichick for me is he almost has too much power to be Mike. How so is Mike that almost, good? How we doing? How we doing? At the end of the day, he a is, but he he's know, quiet, but he's the quiet leader, the cunning man, a cunning man. God, I love this show. Now I kind of want to go back to Okay, taking a quick break, coming back, because there are a few characters that are not maybe main characters, but characters nonetheless. We'll be right back. Ooh, that was a good one. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, 
We are uh, we are sports casting Breaking Bad in the Breaking Bad universe, as it were. Um, we're coming back with some of the you know lesser known characters, but the characters that were vital, in my opinion. And we're going to start with Todd, good old Todd, son of son of the scary, scary uncle, um, played by Jesse Plemons. Yeah. And I just right off the bat, I'm going to give it to Mac Jones. Here's why. He's boy faced. Mm-hmm. They're childlike in the faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also part of an evil, evil organization. Mm-hmm. Um, he acts sweet and nice, but at the end of the day, <laughs> kind of a piece of shit. Like that's sort of where it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm going with Mac Jones. Sorry, Mac Jones and your family. I don't know that you're a POS, but for the sake of sports casting, you are. <laughs> I like that. No, no, that's a bold choice. We don't know who Mac Jones is going to be yet. He could be. We, we really yet. don't. We don't know. May not have long enough to tell us. I have no idea. Right. I think Mac Jones right now is like just happy to be there, but we don't know who he's going to be when he has (laughs) power, right? When he becomes who he becomes. God. Who y'all have? Jay, who do you you think? That's a really good. I can't 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 beat that. that. Yeah, I I don't think we can beat that. I'm giving that to you. I'm I'm trying to think, is there another? Who else? I'm trying. No, I, I can't. I can't see it because. It's not. It's not Matt Stafford. That's no. not who it is. And it's not Jared it's Goff. Established. It's not Jared Goff either. Because no, Jared Goff's God. not in the playoffs either. Not in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, we it's got to be a he playoff knows. team. Oh, you know who it could? Uh, but they're just not evil. But I mean, Joe Burrow could maybe give it a run for the money. Yeah, Joe Burrow. I was yeah. like, where do I put Joe Burrow? That was a tough one because I really wanted to put him somewhere. Joe Burrow could give it a run for the money because you're like, this guy is. This guy presents in a certain way, and he's a really good guy. But like, are we gonna find out about like eighteen mistresses? You know, he's not even he's married. He's not married, but like, what are we gonna find but out? What do we like, know? He could be. Maybe he could be. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we just don't know yet. But I, he's he's definitely a good guy. I definitely love that kid. Just a lot of but, people in this show were like kind of good people, and then they got caught up. You know who was? I know these guys, the, the Salamanca brothers. Yeah. Right. Oh my right, god. They were brothers. Right. Yeah. We yeah. Were gonna, they were. They were scary. Yeah. Who do you have for them? The Hector Pouncey. and Tuco. The Pouncey Tuco. brothers. <laughs> the Pounceys. That's a what? Good, just... good at what they do. <laughs> Great at what they do. The Pouncey Great twins. Great at what they, they do. Great at what they do. Scary. Scary. Connected scary. with some connected with some bad people who are incognito. Okay. Okay. If you know what I mean. I mean if you know <laughs> if you know what I mean. Richie. Um, and, uh, and at the same time, like to be feared, like fearful guys, but at the same time in the end, they're just not gonna hammers, they're hammers, but they're not gonna, they're hammers. They get the job done. You call them in when you need stuff, when you want stuff to get plowed out of the way. So I'm, I'm going to go Pouncey brothers. Okay. Y'all agree on that one? Yes. I have, I have, I wanted to try to do it a, a familial tie, but I couldn't. So we have Hector as big Ben. Okay. Uh, or Big Ben as Hector. Mm-hmm. Bad past. Um, we can't forget about that. You're not going to just yeah. pretend like it didn't happen. Yep. Barely can move. However, still terrifying. Very <laughs> uh-huh. terrifying. Uh-huh. And nobody wants to piss him off, which is where right. we sort of are in the Big Ben story right now. And then Travis Kelsey plays Tuco. A little bit of a pretty face. He uh-huh. gets the job done, does what he's asked, but he's not in charge. Not in charge of anything. Got it. Which is fine. That's totally Got fine. Uh, I think two of the most lovable characters in the show, almost sort of the, they pulled at your heart, a little bit was Skinny Pete and Badger. 
Yeah, Badger. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, Badger isn't he? Wasn't he a Badger. comic? Isn't he? Wasn't he a comedian? Rand? Yeah, he's a comedic actor. Comedic actor. Who is it? Matt Ooh. Matt Jones? No, Matt something. Yeah, Matt something. Yeah, like he's been yeah. in a bunch of commercials and stuff. And I mean, what a wonderful turn for that guy. Yeah, uh, Jay. Who did you have for Skinny Pete? What do we say, Rand? Who do who do we say? We had Aaron Rodgers uh, on. For I think somebody. We, yeah, but I think we had. Um, where did we I have? I think Aaron we had Rogers? Gronk yeah, for like Gronk for Badger. Just because yeah. he's oh, Gronk yeah, for Badger. Okay. Big, fun, big, dumb, tall, but I like that. Fun. And then like you just you, you give him the thing to do and he's going to do it, but then as soon as he goes off script, like <laughs> takes his shirt off and starts pumping his fist at a club when he's got a broken hand and punching yeah. shit, you're like, okay, the, the, don't we don't, don't him give him too. We gave him too much. Gave him yeah. too much rope. You gave too him too much, much leash. Yep. So too much. so that badger as Gronk for like us it. was. What about Skinny Pete, Jay? Skinny Pete. Who do you have for Skinny Pete? I want to. I mean, they're I'm all curious. they're all so screw Skinny ups. Pete. Uh, yeah, well, they they are like Skinny Pete and Badger. I like I look at them as sort of to, they have to be together. So you have Matthew okay. Stafford and Cooper Cup, um, kind of <laughs> goofy, kind of lovable. You're kind of rooting for them. Probably not going to be long term situation, but I would they have throw to be OBJ. Together. OBJ could be my um, hmm. could be my uh, Skinny Pete because. <laughs> It just you're you're like it's just not gonna work out, man. It's just not gonna work out for you. It's like as much as you want to work, it's just not gonna work out. I've seen flashes, like there's some brilliance there. It's just not gonna work out. It's just not. You just know, you know from the get go that it's not gonna be a life destined of great success. But sometimes for a half a second, you think, oh maybe. Nope, nope, never mind. He's He's running a good amazing. He's amazing, and now he's fighting a kicking net. God, I know, but you know what? That's the worst he ever did. Really, could have been way he's worse. Not, he's not. He's not a bad guy. I don't think no. OBJ is a bad guy. I just think he's like he's, he's just, a receiver. Yeah, he's like Chad Ochocinco, but shorter. He's a receiver <laughs> who drank his own Kool Aid. He, he that's fair. Which, by the way, receivers do really. Yeah, you know receiver, they're the flashiest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I trying. think I would. I would be so obnoxious if I was a receiver. Steven Gomez doesn't get enough love, but then you go back and you think he's the quiet, the partner to Hank. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good cop. He's a good cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, bad destiny on this one. Who's who's yeah. playing him? Just the guy who's trying to do the right thing, but just in in over his head and in in the oh. wrong scenario. Okay. Jay, who do you who who is your? This was a hard one for me. I don't know that we had one on this one. It was hard. I don't know that we had one on this one out of the teams that are still in it. Uh, maybe I suggest JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt's good. Your great intentions. Yeah. Strong. May not last the entire playoff run, but Ryan Tannehill maybe. I that was I was trying to figure out where to put him too. Maybe he's there. He's there where you're like. You know, he's never the reason why they're going to make the big bust, but he might be there to facilitate it for someone else to, for Hank That's to. good. Like, That's good. He needs Derrick Henry. It's like he, we saw what he did in Miami. He, he wasn't doing anything on his own, but like you put him with like more talent and maybe he can go yeah. along for the ride. <clears throat> that's that's right. what I got for that one. I don't mm-hmm. hate it. God, we would be great casting directors. Uncle Jack. Ooh, Uncle Jack's terrifying. I mean, terrifying. terrifying. Uncle Jack's easy for me. Who do you but have? You, are, for you already used him because he's like a win at all costs, 
no morals, no principles, doesn't matter. It's Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, That's there's no good. rules. He That's does his good. own thing. That's good. And Uncle- also, he's terrifying. I mean, I'm trying to think because I love Tomlin. There's, but Tomlin has like a yeah. mean streak in him that's just, you know, he just doesn't put up with it. Like, like you know, when Tomlin just starts speaking in like general corporate terms, how pissed he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just don't want to get on the wrong side. I feel no. like you just don't want to get on the wrong side of that guy. He's a, he's scary. In, in I feel that like way. if I disappointed Tomlin, I'd be very mad at myself. Whoa, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint you him. You beat yourself up yeah. for it. Yeah. I would maybe yeah. think of him in that slot. All right. My, my last one here. Well, we're going to save the very best for last, obviously. But Jane Margolis. Mm, that's, this one was easy for me. That's my buddy, right, Ran? My neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's so the best. Sweet. Betsy. Like I love. I loved that character. So the Betsy Brandt, nurse, kleptomaniac, uh, right? Isn't that Jane? No, oh. no. Jane is, uh, Jane is um, oh, what? Kristen what Ritter. That was Jesse's love interest. Oh, Jane. All right. Yes. Sorry. Jane. Hot Jane. Yes. Who? Who's whose daughter? Like that guy's daughter, and she dies. She dies on a drug overdose. Spoiler alert: that he gives her. Oh well. If you're not a violent overdose. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't she on? She was in the B in Apartment Twenty Three. That was her other show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Kind of like she was sort of like flashy yeah, attractive she was sexy she was flashy she was sassy she was beautiful i mean you she could was jimmy go garoppolo OBJ for her. you could go oh jimmy garoppolo jimmy garoppolo yeah. jimmy beautiful G. to look at not gonna be around for long yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah. not me beautiful to look at but no i would say describe it this way beautiful to look at but fully disposable yeah <laughs> right i there mean you like go. that's there you go that's that's, that's it. great yeah we we haven't done any Oh, you know who, like, as well, I was going to you, to go back to Uncle Jack. I think you could put uh, George Kittle in there. Oh, wow. He is a scary dude. Like he looks is like, like part two. Right? He's a scary yeah. dude. And, I mean, there was word that when the Rams were basically chirping in his ear when they were up 17 this past week, like, <laughs> when the world's crashing down around him, is he freaking out? No, he's like, this is what he said apparently to them, is like, a lot of time, boys. A lot of time left on the clock. He said that to the Rams. That's They're terrifying. down 17. Think of the balls on that guy. To, yeah. to, to say that at that moment, it's like that confidence is the type of confidence that can turn a game, even when you're down getting your yeah. ass kicked. It's like, so so he's scary in those ways. I also, see that. Just, Uncle Jack's like that. Like a sociopath only talks shit as they're dying. And they're right. still there. And they're like, oh, losing God. a fight okay. and talking shit is yeah. almost scarier than like. Way scarier. We always say this. This is a rule in life. Never fight the calm guy. Calm Ever. guy is going to, if he's calm, get out of there. Because right. he will kill if you with his If the serial killer is walking to get you and not running, right. Don't you're fight the screwed. calm guy. You're, you're done. You're, you're going to yeah, trip and fall and he's going to get you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're saving the very best for last. Quick break. Boom, boom, boom. And we'll be back to wrap it up. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. All right, we've been sportscasting the Breaking Bad universe. Um, we saved Saul. We had to save Saul because you guys obviously were on a couple episodes of Better Call Saul. Saul yep. was a hero to many in the Breaking Bad yeah. universe. We need to cast him from any player that is remaining in the NFL playoffs. I mean, this is where Who we put. Have? This is where this we put hard. Aaron Rodgers. This is where we put Aaron Rodgers. Put Aaron. Wow. Okay. Smart because funny. Uh, gets himself into tight situations and somehow gets his way out. Not afraid. Charismatic. Charismatic. Hella charismatic. Hella charismatic. I and mean, like, for all we know, in four years he could be working at a Cinnabon in Omaha. We don't know. We same don't. thing with Aaron Rodgers. But so, I, I, no, but I mean, I think that I think that does his best work when his back is up against the wall, you okay. know. And I do believe that with Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, truth of the matter is, we did a deep dive. We were guest hosting Rome show this past summer. We did it a bunch, Fun. and we were just kind of. This is when the whole off season stuff when Aaron Rodgers just lit up. He wasn't given the contract. He lit up everybody for all the teammates. Salty, not everywhere. consulting with him about Salting him about him. Jordy Nelson and 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 all the teammates that they kind of left yeah. by the you know, basically it's like you watch enough hard knocks, you know that when someone calls you and bring your iPad that you're screwed. But right. Like right. what's the one thing they always say? Football's a business. It's a business. It's a business. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers was like, Nope, it's not a business. It's people. And, you know, that's the mistake that Saul makes a lot in his series is like he kind of puts people in front of the business aspect of it. Always, yep. always, always. Um, and it, again, deeply flawed himself in making mistakes, too, and then somehow gets himself out of it. But we we're the deep dive we took is that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. It has been the best quarterback in the NFL the last couple of years, like hands down, like he's doing things in terms of like touchdown to interception ratio that's like that we just haven't seen. It's like Tom Brady isn't even close to him as Which far as that goes. weird to say out loud. Like weird to say that out loud. It is. And so the good news he is he should have more. He, like, And that's like Saul. He should have more successes, but he doesn't. He doesn't have more successes. And even though he's flawed, even though he's made mistakes, we still love him and weirdly are rooting for him. It's a bizarre – you know, we've met Aaron Rodgers and we he loves comedy. He's a good dude. You know, we've connected with him and deeply. Yeah. And then there's like moments that I'm like, just get a fucking vaccine, you dumbass. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like, just get a shot. My my daughter just got her booster yesterday and like, w- w- give me a break. Give well, me now, a f- now it's, just, it's so far in though. Now you can't. Now you don't. I know, but it's you like, know what I mean? now but, it's but like be the thing. guy who, but I'm like, you're Aaron Rodgers. You have millions of dollars. You're the coolest guy ever. Be the guy who doubles back on what you're saying. Like, who cares? Like, be that guy. Like, your heels were it dug in matter. and then. It's like, but it's just so annoying. Like that aspect is so annoying. If he was my friend, I'd be like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Just, but again, but not saying I didn't, wouldn't love him. I'm just saying I would say it because I care about him and I want him to be healthy and I want him to be safe. So it's like, I kind of have that attitude as opposed to other people who I'd be like, you're an idiot. I'm like, dude, I love you, bud. Like do the thing, the right thing, you know, in my opinion, do the right thing. And then we have have very, we're very opinionated on it, but whatever. The point is. It has been a weird year because we're not used to Aaron Rodgers um, sort of drama and not just with, vaccination and all that kind of stuff that's been it's it was starting with like got engaged and yeah it just it was like we talked more about aaron Rodgers. i think this year non-football stuff 
than we ever have in his whole career. And yet they're still, still the number one like seed. They're still all of a sudden it. he is the reason yep. that they're the number one. He's the one I wouldn't want to scheme for in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to nope. go up against that team. God, Me neither. Oh, I think they're going to win it all. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, they have it's a re- legit shot to win it all. Part of me wants it yeah. to happen because I believe that quarterback, that guy deserves two. He deserves two because That's you're fair. like, yeah. he, you know, in the same way that I thought Marino deserved at least one, he, this guy deserves hmm. two. And, and that's just the way it goes. It's like you're – he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. There's no question. There's just none. He, as soon as he right, goes no. out, he's done. And I believe he could go to another team that's close and Whoa. and and take them there the way I believe he had – Like physically close or – No, I'm saying close. No, close, like close, close to a build. championship. Close to, it just means, oh, I was going to say like what are you I'm saying? I'm thinking Denver. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I could see what him going to, to Denver. Bear, and I could goes see. to the Bears and make him great. I, that's what I thought. I was like, are you saying he's going to the Bears? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even. No. It, I mean, it would be crazy. And watch all be the Bears. Roar. Watch all the Bears fans who hate him around and be like, he's our guy. That's my guy. Oh, and Packers fans would be, I mean, that's like the biggest heartbreak. Daggers. It would be the biggest. It, daggers. It'd be the biggest dagger Dag- in the heart. But, Dag- I mean, he's. Throw that dagger in his heart and just shove it up there. It's not fun to go to these Packer games anymore. Who are you? I'm a yeah, Bears Bear, fan. And Bear, the Packers. Bears fan getting just clabbered. God. Uh, but I think there, I think I think he is that complicated and complex character. He is also I like, like that. in my opinion, the lead of the league. You know, and, and in the same way that I would put Brady as as Walter White, I think you know he's the lead of this. He's the next guy like on that. the next series, and um, you know, again, I I think complex complicated yet it makes mistakes gets to the promised land but can't fully get there because of a lot of times screw ups that other people that he has to cover that isn't right. his screw up that is just another thing that he's he's left with a choice do i take care of this person and this thing or do it that's that's literally Saul's MO is like do I take care of my brother who's Big gonna heart. then stab me in the back do right. I take care of do I take do I allow the ownership to you know and finally he got fed up with it this summer and he just was like no finally it was like in the episode that we were in he was like I'm trying to do this this way I'm trying to do it the way everyone's trying to tell me and you know what I gotta go become slipping Jimmy again I gotta go slip yeah, on the sorry. on the on the drumstick and drumsticks and then and and trump up a lawsuit in your face and force it's your it's my only way it's my only way I can do this. So there you go. Um, yeah. See, I didn't even think about it as like the lead in the second show, the the, the next show. I, I I went with Joe Burrow, but here's why: not because of any sort of allusions to genius, because we don't. I don't know. We don't know yet, do we? Um, but he's like the most likable person on the screen at all times. I do think there's something about Joe Burrow that's very likable. Love him. Um, not a hundred percent sure what the substance level is. <laughs> yet we're gonna find out. I hope I'm buying it. I'm buying what he's selling. We're all in on that. Oh, um. I don't know that we take him super seriously yet, which no. is how Saul was in the Breaking Bad, especially now that we've had more time to know who he is. And, you know, kind of waiting to see how it all plays out. But he's the guy I root for any single time he's on the screen. And that's how I feel about it. But yeah, you guys went way deeper on the Damn we, it. What do you mean? Like you you asked us one. to prepare for this. Normally oh, people are like, one. just did it. We prepared. We prepared, Beatles. Yeah, I know. I like the Aaron Rodgers one as Saul. All right. That was... Uh, I don't know why Hollywood doesn't just give us a casting company and Please. like we just do that, right? Let's are do they it. They're scared. Cast they're scared. We're, they're we're afraid can, of. They're afraid of greatness. Afraid of our power. Afraid of what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> afraid of what we would do? All right, tell everybody um, where where they can find you guys. Okay, so uh, you can listen to <laughs> Michelle Beadle on our podcast. It's going to be a very different <laughs> thing. She's going to do our podcast, which is going to drop 
this. I don't know when this drops, but it'll probably already drop. So uh, you can check her out on ours and then go back and watch, listen to all the other uh, episodes that we have because we have great people on the show. It's called View from the Cheap Seats. It's a sports podcast that comes out every week. Sports, comedy, music, it's all good. Uh, We have a Patreon where we're doing new episodes of of Cheap Seats called Cheaper Seats. seats. So that was really good. And that's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Brothers for five bucks a month. You can just hang out with us and we'd give you lots of extra content and new episode every single month. That's been really fun and really cool to do. Live standup, supersclars.com and a big announcement. Uh, And we should just announce it, right, Jay? Can we just say it? Yeah, say it, say it. Okay. So, uh, you know, Cheap Seats has always been that show that just people have come to us and said, we love it. And can you do a new, when are you going to do a new one? And, you know, we can get into this and talk about it when you come on our show, because, you know, there are a lot of feelings we have about ESPN and I'm sure you have them too. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we really wanted to do it again and, and wanted to do it. And so we're like, how do we figure this out? And we in, are very happy to announce and we're kind of announcing it that we are going to be doing a new version of Cheap Seats for, and this is so, it may be like, wow, that's surprising, but it's just going to be so much fun for UFC's Fight Pass. So Fight Pass is their library of all the Shut stuff that they up. have. And so yeah. they have everything that goes all the way back to 1994 to 93. UFC 1 and weird pride, oh my God. pride fights from early 2000s and the ultimate fighter episodes and like yeah. weird Alaskan multi-round <laughs> fights that are in the back of someone's backyard. So like we dig deep into their library. We're going to do six episodes. It's probably going to be out Perfect. this summer instead of cheap seats. It's the UFC. So we're calling the show, the nosebleeds. It's perfect. Perfect, perfect for that. And we're going to, we've sort of put together an all-star team of people to help us create this show and, continue in the tradition of what it was and it's just us making fun of the old footage but in a rev- oh, but in a reverent way too we look at it like remember like you ever see an old yearbook picture of you senior year beetle and you're like what was yeah. i wearing yeah why is my hair like that right Good what God, was i like- what was i thinking <laughs> and that's kind of what this is is like we know what ufc has become it's a juggernaut it's incredible it's the force yeah. sport it's just like this what they do is so good they make everything happen on a monthly basis it's an incredible organization as we've sort of gotten into it and figured out who they were and gotten to know them. But in the early days, it was just like a free for all and just nuts and like sumo wrestlers that were fighting other guys. And it just was bizarre. <laughs> and we're like, that's, what we're going to make fun of and we're going to have fun with it. <clears throat> so this is awesome. God, this is awesome. Yeah. Because that, some of that footage is like, Thank what you. in the hell am I even looking at right now? This is going to be great. I am so happy about this. So the nosebleeds coming out probably this summer on UFC Fight Pass. You subscribe yeah. to that and you get it, and it's just going to be a blast. So for all of our fans, we're we're very excited. We're working on that now in production. Dude, I'm super excited, excited for you guys. I'm really stoked to hear that. I am so happy you guys were on. Thank you. Happy late birthday. We Thank are you. old ass bastards, and I appreciate. You're not. We are. You're not. <laughs> oh we no, are. no, 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 no. It's a. Uh, I for a woman, it's like I have like three years for everyone of yours. <laughs> So yeah, no, I'm not on that one. It's totally Stop. fine. Guys, I love it. I'm so happy we got to catch up. Shout, shout out, out Paige for getting us on so too. Like, sh- shout out Paige. Shout out, I'm going to just shout out everybody. Shout out Q for wearing Amen. his Michigan hat today. My man. Just Amen. shout out everyone. Thank you. Thank Go you blue. Guys. Go blue. <laughs> Go blue. Go blue. 